right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Between the Dream podcast. I am your host, Richard Taylor. I hope you all are doing well today on March 19th. This is our Monday episode of the Between the Dream podcast. If this is your first time, thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome to the Dream Team. I hope that you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Overcast, or the Anchor app. For those of you all that are back, thank you. Welcome again. Thank you for being consistent with me, guys. I appreciate it. Listen, I want to go ahead and jump straight into today's topic. Don't want to take too much of your time, but let's get this week started off right. And with this conversation today, we are talking about overcoming past hurt and pain. This is important because I have noticed, and I'm pretty sure you have as well, we encounter people on a day-to-day basis. Some of them are close to us, some of them are not. But we encounter individuals who are literally walking around angry and frustrated, who are walking around sad and depressed. We encounter individuals on a consistent basis who have been hurt and because of hurt in times past, they are still walking around crippled by what has taken place um, in their lives. Man, and look, and and Sometimes it's not just the people that we walk around or that we come encounter with. Sometimes it's us. Sometimes we have been the individuals walking around and being so crippled by past hurts and pains from people, things that have been done and said. And when this happens, man, it causes us to go completely left field from our purpose, our calling in life, what we're supposed to do and where we're supposed to be. So what I want to do is go over four different points to start this thing off when it comes to traits that we might notice or the reasons why people are hurt or why they're in pain, different things that have led to it or different functionalities that we might be able to uh, pinpoint and see um, with our own eyes or through conversation or whatever it might be. And then I want to give you four points to overcoming this thing, okay? So let's go ahead and dive into this and talk about it. So when we talk about overcoming past hurt and pain, one of the things that we will notice um, I think more than anything, definitely depending on how that anger or that pain is being delivered from um, said individual is that they you, you will notice that we walk around and we function wounded. Many of us look and, and this is one of the things that I think um, needs to be uh, given a, a greater light because of the fact that so many folks, you know, we greet people. Hey, how are you? How's everything going? It's very easy for us to religiously just say, oh, I'm fine, life is good, or everything's good, but the reality is is that behind that I'm fine or behind that I'm good, there's so much hurt and pain, and I think what happens is is that sometimes we get so used to walking around and functioning wounded that we start to kind of infuse this lie of I'm good with the wounds. We have um, this open scar, this open scab that just won't seem to like fully heal and close because we have gotten so accustomed to walking around wounded. And I think that we've got to be able to start um, dissecting this lie of, oh, I'm fine, I'm good. No, like really being intentional and taking some time to think about how you truly feel, what's going on inside of you, right? And so many times we walk around and we function wounded that we can't even tell the difference between being wounded and true healing. Um, The second one is that pain can evolve into resentment. Many times if we're not careful, what we will start to notice is that what used to hurt somebody can now become somebody, right? When we always hear that uh, that quote of hurt people, hurt people. 
And this is very true. But I think what happens sometimes, guys, is that as pain continues to grow in a hurt individual's heart, it can evolve into resentment. And as it evolves into resentment, one of the things that you will notice is that it is very easy for people to become the very thing that hurt them, right? So when you start to notice that individuals are walking around in a space of frustration or anger, or you notice what kind of vibe or attitude they're giving off to those around them, guys, it might be a telltale sign of the very thing that took place with them or something within that realm or capacity that has led to some type of pain. I think the third thing that we see is that after walking in resentment, it can lead to us in unintentionally or even intentionally seeking revenge, right? Um, and, and this this can be a tricky one. And I, the reason why I say that is because I know I mentioned that we can either unintentionally or intentionally seek revenge. It's very easy when we see somebody who is out after someone to say that their revenge seeking is intentional. This is true. However, I think sometimes that when when you are in denial so much from things that have taken place in your life, it is very easy to ignore the warning signs that show something different because in your mind you're justified and like I said from the first point when you get so used to walking around wounded you don't even pay attention to the fact that you are in denial of the very thing that you're doing and so we've got to be very mindful and very careful in how we manage those hurts and pains how we manage the things that have been done to us in our lives in our past or maybe even in our present we have got to start being more mindful because what tends to happen is is that after so long it evolves into resentment and then that resentment can cause you to start unintentionally seeking revenge and this is the thing it won't be on the person all the time that did it to you but because you have opened that doorway and because you've become so full of resentment and anger or hatred or sadness or despair or sorrow whatever it might be what tends to happen is that that thing will have blinders over your eyes and you will think that you are absolutely fine. You will fight every comment, every suggestion, every bit of constructive criticism that somebody that cares about you might have. And you might sit here and say, I'm, I'm not doing any of this. And the reality is, is that you are. So this is why I say unintentionally seeking revenge. But even for those of us who are intentionally seeking revenge. It is not our fight or our battle to try and hold. I, I mean, I was actually in service yesterday. My pastor actually preached about this. He talked about the, you know, as we're, you know, coming up on the Passover. And he talked about the five cups that took place and Jesus pouring out, you know, in, in, in four of them, four of these cups we could drink from, right? But the fifth one, he was talking about how this was like Christ, this was Christ's job. To, to take up the fifth one because it was all of our hurt. It was all of our pain. It was all of our resentment. And this is actually coming back to me right now as I'm going through this podcast because at the end of it yesterday, he did a, what he liked to call a, what was it? A, a reverse, um, oh my God, the term is slipping me right now. And this is sad because we do it, communion, reverse communion. And so with this reverse communion, he gave us, um, he gave us those little, you know, come on, y'all, y'all know them little cups with that fire grape juice in it that, you know, in, 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 man, 
bless up to the churches that end up giving a hundred percent grape juice and not grape juice cocktail. You know, and now I'm a juice, I'm a juice fiend. So for me, I know the difference between juice that's a hundred percent and then juice that's got additives in it. So shout out to all the churches that's doing communion with full fledged grape juice and gluten free bread. Y'all the real MVP. But back to this message though, what my pastor had us do was he did this reverse communion where he decided to have us take that cup, right? And, and the cup was full of the juice. And then we poured it into these big jars as a body. Like all the people in the church had to come up and they, they decided to pour theirs out into the fifth cup. Instead of taking in that pain, instead of taking in that hurt, instead of taking in that anger and trying to seek revenge, just giving it to God, right? Giving it to God and allowing your, your mental and emotional to be free from this thing. And so as I'm telling you all this, when we talk about seeking revenge, that comes back to my mind and my heart, because honestly, guys, many times we try and seek out revenge on battles that are not our own. We try and get back at individuals and that's not our job, right? Like, why is it? Because of a, a lot of times what we fail to realize is that while we're trying to focus so much energy, time and effort on getting back or getting even, we have missed so much of our own lives. We have missed so much of the joy, the the love, the the happiness that we've been called to, that, that we've been created for. Um, and, and we're so stuck on what has been said or what has been done. And because we haven't sought out healing and because we haven't made the, the constructive moves forward to receive that healing, um, we get caught up in this web and tangled in. And now we're trying to seek out revenge on someone that we could have let go a long time ago. And then finally, one of the things that we notice as well is that we sometimes are tormented or haunted so much by the pain um, that we have experienced that we tend to close off from anyone or anything that even remotely reminds us of our situation or the pain that we've gone through. Sometimes it can be through a conversation. Sometimes it can be something that's done or sometimes it, it could, I mean, you could literally be interacting with a good person, but you see like a mannerism or maybe they look like the individual that hurts you and you immediately close off. Maybe they are uh, tied to the same organization or maybe they wear the same color. Like, I'm, I, and I guys, I know that might seem like a stretch to some people, but if you really pay attention to people the way that I do, I've noticed a lot of small traits when it comes to how trauma um, can stick with a person and how the person who has caused trauma, or maybe it's not a person, maybe it's a situation, right? Maybe it's a specific expectation. There are so many things that can remind us of our past that we will completely close off to it, not giving it a chance and not realizing that it's not our past at all. Guys, so I've given you enough of this fluff, right? I'm giving you enough of the stuff that causes or that can lead to what happens when we allow ourselves to continuous, continuously take the pill or the sip of hurt, anger, sadness, pain, rage, everything else, right? Now, let's talk about the four concepts when it comes to overcoming this thing and what we need to do. First and foremost, we must surrender the pain to God. I, I did this on a uh, Periscope episode about a year ago, and I wanted to bring this back because I felt like this was important. And I said, surrender this pain to God, right? So I, I gave you the example with my pastor and, and what he did yesterday with the reverse um, communion. And, and I think honestly, man, like some battles are just not our own, right? Like most of the battles that we go through, they're not our own, right? And, and we've got to be able to start surrendering these things over. We've got to surrender over the thoughts. 
We've got to surrender over the the hurt and the pain. We've got to surrender over every negative feeling. We've got to be able to literally just and, and say it with your mouth. I will not allow this to continue to control me anymore. We have literally got to start verbally um, making these affirmations of what we will and won't allow in our lives and in our hearts. We have got to start giving a verbal surrender and and, and in that keeping yourself reminded that you have given a verbal surrender, that you have already stated that this is a weight you do not want to carry anymore. This is something that you do not want to do anymore, guys. And you must be able to surrender this thing over to God, right? And have enough trust. And I get it. It's hard because you've been let down by so many people. You've been let down by man. So how can how can I give it over to somebody that sometimes I question is real? How can I give it over, right? Like, and, and come on, can we have a real conversation this morning? Can we can we truly talk about this, guys? You've got to have enough faith and trust and hope, right? And and enough to allow those blinders to be taken off. And, and you you'll see it. Look, not through these like um, random feel good moments, but you will see it in the in the parts of life where situations are starting to come together. You'll see it when you realize how you were able to overcome shooting off at the mouth and, and, and be peaceful, right? You have to pay attention to the small blessings that are your growth and your transformation. If you ever question, well, is God really with me? Is this, is this really a God thing? Pay attention to the small areas that you normally aren't too good in. And when you start to see those changes, when you start to see your maturity and your growth, when you start to see situations change on your behalf and maybe it wasn't something that you did, look, you're getting your answer and you're getting that very thing that can help edify your trust and edify your faith. My second point is we have to do work, right? So look, the first point I gave you is about faith. The second part I'm giving you is about work. Right. And, and so we know that faith without works is dead. Right. But we've got to do work. We've got to identify and acknowledge what we've been through and what we've been holding on to. What's that pain that has had you crippled for years? Right. And I'm not talking about a few. Some of us are literally still stuck from things that have happened in our childhood. Rape and molestation, abuse, um, abandonment, neglect. Look, something caused you depression. Maybe you were bullied as a kid. Maybe you were picked on. Maybe your own family members decided to pick on you. Maybe you were, uh, um, you know, a, a foster child, right? So we talk about neglect and abandonment, right? I, I've, I've, I've worked with so many students whose parents have chosen drugs and alcohol over them because they got into a relationship with somebody other than their father or other than their mother and that person got them hooked, right? And now they're addicts and they're walking around with that pain and they're not trusting anybody, right? When we talk about situations like rape and molestation, before we're so quick to judge individuals for promiscuous lifestyles and not always understanding that this has actually been a a tail sign of things that have taken place, right? I have so many kids that we've worked with and even adults, right? who have come out of promiscuous lifestyles, but finding out that a lot of why they were in it in the first place is because they were molested for years. And growing up as a child, they were taught that this was right and that this was okay, right? You have got to be able to identify and acknowledge it. And hear me out. I get that it can be very painful to do this. It can look, it can be very taxing. And sometimes you don't want to. Sometimes you are literally like, look, 
this is too much for me to carry. And I'm not saying that you've got to revisit every specific situation. But what I am saying is, is have a true foundation to identify and at least acknowledge what it was that has led you to this place and this post so that you can start to get out of it, right? Because that very thing that has led you to it, right? When you can identify and acknowledge it, you can start to let go of it. When you can figure out what this thing is from the root, when you can get to that root cause, guys, I guarantee you that you can start walking in a deeper space of healing and in freedom. And this is needed for you. This is something that you deserve, right? So we've got to do some work when it comes to identifying and acknowledging. My third point, you got to be intentional in your thinking and your perception, right? So one, And this kind of leads me into my fourth point too, which is feed your optimism. But a lot of times, guys, we we don't always take the intentional steps in thinking and perceiving things that take place in our lives, right? Because we've been so clouded, because we've been so frustrated, because our minds have been so boggled, it's very hard. And remember, I talked about those blinders coming on, right? Because of the blinders, sometimes it causes us to be unintentional in our thinking and our perception of the things in life. And so... excuse me, I want to encourage you all today to take some time to start challenging your thoughts. Take some time to start challenging yourself when it comes to the very things that you go through. Take some time to start, um, after you acknowledge and identify, taking some time to say, I am going to be better when it comes to how I perceive things. I am going to be better when it comes to being more optimistic I'm going to be better in giving life a chance and giving people a chance and giving yourself a chance, right? Because sometimes you hold so much anger and resentment, not to others, but to you. Sometimes you're holding anger and resentment because of the things that you have willingly walked into. And even if that's the case, that is not your call. That is not where you're supposed to be. And so today, as you get this week started here on March 19th, I want you to be able to walk in freedom. I want you to be able to walk in healing. I want you to be able to start getting whatever it is on your chest and in your heart off so that you can find a greater level of happiness on today and so that you can get back to living a life that is normal and a life that you deserve. Guys, this is my message for you today. And with that being said, you are not losing in life. You are not failing. You are simply between the dream. What is between the dream? It's the point between your present moment and your promise, which we call the process. Between the dream is the process. When you embrace your process, you embrace your progress. And when you embrace your progress, you can walk into every promise, every purpose, and every plan meant for your life. Until next time, guys, make sure you follow me. Instagram, Jr. Um, Facebook, Richard L. Taylor Jr. You can follow my website as well, richardtaylorjr.com. There you can find my books. You can find some of my products as well. Man, look, if you're in the Chicago area this weekend, I'm coming. I'm speaking at the Trap Queens Conference. Um, I would love to see you out. It's open to the public. Man, meet me there. It's going to be in the Country Club Hills area. Follow my Instagram page um, to find out all the details for it. But, guys, look, I love you. I want to see you winning everything you do. Until next time, peace.